0: This program provides content related to educational, medical, and psychological topics. As such, listening to the program implies your acceptance of this disclaimer. Welcome to Healing Arts. I'm your host, Dr. Shelley Kerr. Hey friends, welcome to another episode of Healing Arts. So I have one of my favorite people in the world here. It's the phenomenal Kat Neff, my publicist from Llewellyn Worldwide. She's gonna share some new releases with us and talk about some of the trends, some of the new things coming out with the fabulous Llewellyn. Kat, welcome. It's so good to see you. Thank you, Shelley. (laughs) Yes, Kat and I were getting ready to get going on a big conversation um, in the green room before the program. Yes. We are talking, Kat, about... Um, Some of the books that are coming out and some of the trends about um, gathering information from the community. So let's start there. What are you seeing with some of the more popular books coming out right now and some of the examples of those? Mm hmm.
1: Um, what I've seen recently is um, instead of one person telling their particular story and there's all kinds of books that do that, um, I'm seeing that people are reaching in authors, I would say, are reaching into their communities, you know, to their mentors, to people that inspire them in order to gather their stories and experiences around a particular topic. And a good example of that would be Secret Psychic. Yes, <laughs> by, um you know, compiled by Angela Wicks, who goes into her experiences from childhood upwards, um, feeling her her psychic abilities, learning to work with them, accepting herself and um, and from that, being able to come out and share her experiences and her gifts with people around her. So she's gone through Reiki healing and that kind of thing. And so that gives her an opportunity to share her gifts and um, and still be a private person and, you know, have that foundation.
0: Yeah. And she does have um, she's been on the show. Everybody yes. will put the link below so you can remember. But, you know, and mm-hmm. she does have that whole section where she is allowing others to share their stories as well. And I think that is really interesting because then you get you You do find the more people share there's some certain commonalities that everyone shares, and then everyone has their own take on things and I think that's really interesting
1: yeah, it really is it gives like it gives for a more varied experience an unexpected gift you know, from other people, because even if you resonate a certain amount with the particular author, there's people in there who you can say, "I understand this because that feels like what my experience was so it really gives. Gives people an opportunity to to connect with the material a little bit more than they would with one person. So,
0: yeah, I I totally agree. You were mentioning also um, we've had Raven Keys on the show, the medical Reiki, and I know you've taken that training. So so how was the training? And tell us about that.
1: The training it's 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 funny because I I'd gone through my Reiki training to up to mastership before then, and I think that um, I was getting ready to teach actually the first the first two sections of it level one and the little two empowerments and what it does i think is to kind of help you to um, expose you to the beauty of poetry and and music and life and just connecting with those things that ring your divine bells if you will <laughs> um to to connect with those energies around you. And so with her medical Reiki experience, what that does is it gives you preparation as the Reiki practitioner to be in an operating room. And so the certification involves um, you know, talking about what could be happening there, how that works, how you would operate yourself in the operating room to support that patient and help facilitate their healing. Um, The way she came around to this is that she worked with the um, Breast Cancer Center in New York, in New York City out there, and one of the doctors, she worked with some of his patients, and he saw that they had more healing more quickly, less bleeding and less trauma all the way around when they had Reiki practitioners working with them, either physically in the operating room or in a separate room outside doing a little bit of a distance practice. And so part of the reason I went after learning about Reiki is that I thought, <laughs> you know, it's like, oh, there's energy in the air, that kind of thing. So I, I went into it to learn about it and say, there's so many people who are attracted to and involved in this practice, there's gotta be something to it. And so I went in and just I, I had to have a beginner's mind about it and, and honor what I was going in to learn about. And, um, And I came away with something that's kind of intangible, really, is that um, the ability to, you know, the increased ability to open yourself up to possible energies and being a channel for it, you know, to facilitate the healing of other people. You know, the the idea is, is that is that a person's body will pull through you what they need from the Reiki healing is that you're not controlling anything and all that. You're just the straw you know, <laughs> that, that pulls the Reiki, you know, that the riki energy is pulled through by the patient, you know, by the recipient. So, you know, that was really, it was a powerful experience. It really was. I went in just saying, mm, okay. <laughs> I was also skeptical about astrology and many other things like that. So, each one you study, you dig into it, you have to question your beliefs and you have to question your experiences. I came from a very a parochial school and very conservative background growing up. But the, I knew there was things out there and things don't come to you. You have to pursue them. You know, there's something ringing a bell over there and you say, ah, what are my opportunities here? What opportunities can I make to learn more about these things that are ringing my times?
0: So <laughs> exactly. Sometimes we have to have our chimes ring several times. And maybe for me, like a big two by four on the head before I finally go, Oh, maybe I need to look at this. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah.
1: The clue by four really helps. <laughs> yeah,
0: It definitely helps. I've had, I've had that many times. Um, I think the, the idea of just getting Reiki into the operating room and just getting it out there more and more and more, and, and just healing in general is so helpful mm-hmm. though, as we are, because I I think everybody has to open up to different ideas that are presented to them. And I, I just like the idea that the society seems to be open to more things. And we're realizing that all of this is kind of interplaying and, and can be helpful in its own way at different times. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. And it's funny, like In talking about that, the book and, um, the secret psychic, and then talking about, you know, questioning beliefs and such, it brings me to, um, share about a book that's coming out in April. That's, um, it's called um belief um let's see what is it i had it right next to me and it's like every time i blank out on it but i can talk about this book (laughs) belief being and beyond that's it so so many books you know only certain amount of energy in there um it's written by granddaughter crow and her previous book was the um wisdom of the natural world she's a native teacher and speaker and she's she's also a doctor she's a psychologist and so she comes at it from all different directions and with this book I don't you know I'll have to fess up I work with a lot of books on a lot of topics and this is one that was so different I actually have to read it cover to cover to really be able to speak to it properly you know your books are like that too (laughs) oh I didn't know that (laughs) yeah yeah it's like where they're different enough you know with yoga i know yoga and you know there's different things about them but i can become conversant pretty quickly but um granddaughter crow really brings something different to it. she brings forth the idea that should that should seem obvious to all of us to really get in there and unpack and investigate what we have in our emotional and programming you know, where we're brought up to believe a certain way or that we should believe a certain way. And uh, she teaches us that it's good to question those beliefs. That's actually a very Buddhist sort of point of view. If you don't question the teachings, then you're not really engaged with them. Mm -hmm. So that's really, it's just like, it's just like, you know, just getting in, you know, checking in with yourself and saying, I learned all these things over life, my lifetime, is it time for me to question those, to rejigger things, to learn new things, to expand your knowledge of yourself and what you can give to others. And so it's, it's a very powerful book. And so I'm just digging into it. So I know, <laughs> oh, I know um, a certain amount wait. of it, but it's really the people who are endorsing it and, you know, enjoy herself. We've met a couple of times to talk about it and, um, yeah yeah so um i've started to do brainstorming with folks and you're my next victim for this um (laughs) in in promoting books i think that it's good for um an author and your publicist to get together and just say okay this is what the book is about what can we how can we approach it in a fresh and relevant way what are what are we seeing that people are looking for what are they hungry for what are they? What are they interested in? I mean, that's really what brought me into um, working in the new age field, if you will. I started in sales, and then, and a lot of people said you'd be a great publicist. I'm like, really? <laughs> so I guess I, I guess I, I, really could do it because that's where that's where I am now, and I've been in it long enough. Uh, it's decades, I think, by now. I <laughs> mean, anyway. I understand decades. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So and my point of view about being a publicist is it's really to to help kind of like be that straw, (laughs) you know, between the author and their knowledge and connecting them with the community and via, you know, podcasts. I mean, really, there's podcast in there's an industry now around podcasting. Right. And so there's agencies and there's, there's podcast agents and all of that stuff. And I said, gee, I've been doing this for years. That's a whole half of my job. So that's very interesting to see because we're on the right track with that. Um, Print media is great, but you know, as soon as it's printed, you know, it's reached its end date, you know, things online, similar things. And so I find that um, in looking at media, you know, there is print media, but everything now newspapers, magazines, everything else, all have an online presence and they cycle through material faster online. And so you'll see things more relevant and fresh, I feel, from the online outlets. And this is the same with podcasting too. It's like, you can talk with a podcast, you know, about one sec- one thing in your book and then you can go on later on and share about an entirely different section of the book. And so it's endlessly fascinating. It really is
0: <laughs> totally agree. I agree also with that because um, online um, avenues used to be frowned upon in traditional publishing, mm-hmm. like don't quote an article. You're, you know, that's, that's nonsense. But now, like, especially um, the book I just completed, that's coming out in October, Past Lives in Ancient Lands and Other mm-hmm. Worlds, forward by George and Ori. Yay! Yay! Um, <laughs> but um, that one in particular, I'm talking about, I'm not going to totally spill the beans here, obviously, but you know, I'm talking about a lot of things like new discoveries in archaeology and with the technologies that we have in, you know, with drones and sonar, we're discovering ancient lands and other worlds like every other minute. So sometimes mm-hmm. the, the online material is really fresh about the discovery that just got made last week, whereas it's going to take yep. years to update the books that are even in our libraries, we have to really, you know, I really had to dig in and make sure that some of the information in the library is even correct anymore, which is really a weird place to be. We've kind of we've crossed the threshold now, (laughs) you know,
1: well, I think it's it's also teaching people to look for resources for news. Instead of just getting the daily paper, you know, you can look at the online version of the newspaper and it says updated at five o'clock, updated at seven o'clock, you know, all of that. So it's, it's fresher news, but people are also learning that they can they can look for topics they're particularly interested in on any kind of outlet, including places like you know Instagram and TikTok and all the social media, you can specify things that you're interested in and will be given a list of folks that you would want to connect with that answer your particular interest. So it's a very rich sort of um, learning opportunities that we have out there, definitely. It is pretty
0: amazing. It's mm-hmm. an interesting time to be alive, for sure. Absolutely. One of the things I know you've been digging into that I think is so interesting, um, you know, the Western society um, is not a, is not that tuned in or wanting to address the fact that we are mortal and that we are gonna have an expiration date. And I know that you've been looking into your doula work with the... Um, the dying. And I was wondering if you could explain how you got into that and tell us more about it, because I think that's, that's becoming yeah. more popular now. And I haven't had anyone it on the is. show to, to speak to that. So I was wondering about it.
1: Yeah, yeah. Actually, I'd found that um, a certain amount of Reiki practitioners, oh, I'll actually back up and say that um, I've always, I've always thought that having somebody to help you through the organization and, you know, time leading up to a person's passing, that kind of thing. I was a young widow, actually. So I was engaged about a decade ago, and my partner died suddenly. And I was so at sea, and I didn't know, you know, what to do or, you know, what steps to take and that kind of thing. And happily, his sister was Um, a lawyer and so she was able to get her arms around all of the stuff that needed to happen and help me and that kind of thing so i was fortunate in that regard but not everybody is and so there's people going through a lot of different experiences in regard to you know their loved ones passing whether it be parents or um, partners or you know sadly children Um, and they need help in order to learn how to move through these different stages of there's grief before they leave of course because you think about the things that you had and and together and that you're not able to do so much now but the training of a death doula really made sense to me i took a look at it and i said okay i'll pop in and check out a certification course it'll be interesting and it really told the story of how to really help and support those people going through it, you know, in hospitals, hospice and, you know, from after that, how to establish, help them establish a legacy, you know, to write out some things for the family photographs, like, you know, future messages for people, a lot of different things that you can help people put together and offer suggestions for and help them feel like, okay, I'm leaving a rich, legacy if you will a rich emotional legacy you know via these these outlets and so that's very that's very helpful so writing art all of that all of those things recordings so a lot of different things that this person who's passing can share with their loved ones who are sometimes too too wrapped up in their grief to really receive that information until later on so Wow, yeah. that is so that. So yeah, it's just like the whole the whole line, really. It's like from working with the person who's going to be passing, and also um, helping the family. There's different things that you can do. You can offer, um, you know, basically like respite for the family sitting by the bedside. They can go, you know, for an hour and have a meal, or just go and you know be somewhere else for a little while, and you hold their space for them. Um, it's really, it's really a way where you learn how you can help other people in very stressful situations. And I have to say that, that in America here, it's like over in other countries, um, they take death as more of a passage of life. And here in America, we're infantilized, you know, we're kept away from, you know, the process of death. it's like, all of a sudden somebody dies. It's like, children are not, you know, and I and I hope that's different now where children aren't invited into, you know, be with their their loved one who's passing, you know, it's right. all, always the adults and then the children are taken by surprise. You know, so it's really important to include young ones in understanding how our life progresses and how it ends. So that's wow. what I have that. For that. that is... I know um,
0: I lot, also yeah. have that
1: feeling about. Um, about when we're growing up is that all all of a sudden you're 18 years old and then you have you know oh gosh i can make all these decisions but i never learned how to get there and so we kind of have to go into a learning curve in our late teens and 20s and i'm hoping now you know in, co- in uh, high schools colleges they have courses on how to pay bills and <laughs> how to learn how to do those things and so um you know the death doula training and it's um, there's different terms that they use for it. Um, I like to use um, a life transition consultant, you know, or something uh, like that, because a death um, doula, doula implies birth, I think, and in some ways it might work for them. But I would think that, um, you know, in my case, I'd like to help them like organize a good support system of information and resources and, you know, next steps and all that for them to be able to effectively, you know, move through this transition in their, in their lives. Yeah,
0: it's, it is so important. And you make a great point about the fact that um we are taught a lot of book smarts, but maybe no street smarts. And then we're expected to go out, like you said, just out the door at 18 and just be a functioning yeah, person where everything. we don't even know how to write a check or you know how to pay a credit card mm-hmm. bill I mean it seems a little little much so hopefully that is getting addressed and all of it I mean just like you said acknowledging things I think we're becoming more open to that but yet it's still something that I think needs to be discussed because we just largely a lot of people I just think don't want to face that yeah they don't want That's kind of how I had gotten into this business in the first place. When my friend passed away at 25, I'd never even been to a funeral before. So it was very shocking, yep. you know, sent me kind of over the edge. So now I say, okay, I can understand that. But you're right. I mean, if we would just bring people into it sooner, then it might be mm-hmm. less shocking. And because it is a part of life, we can all turn our eyes to it, but it is happening. So yeah, to
1: embrace yep. it. Yes. And, it, and it's funny, like how the pandemic too has given everybody an extra layer of stress, and so we actually have to be a little more, or it's good to be, I should say, have to be is kind of a little much, but um, it's good to allow people to be themselves a little bit more, give them a little more room about around being irritable or you know that kind of thing, is to be like a little bit, a little bit more supportive and, and indulgent with people experiencing emotions
0: yeah because i think it's a very unique time in history where we can definitely say that every single person alive has been affected by this how it shows up for you may be different than how it's showing up for me and others but we're all dealing with something and it's and like you said it's very stressful um
1: yep. you know one of the things that um when i was studying some of the some of the Buddhist practices is, um, you're, here's one thing that really help you when you're sitting in traffic. Okay. And you're like, oh, I'm not going anywhere and you start to feel, I have that pent up feeling, but look around and realize that every single person around you is having the same experience. Okay. They all want to get home and they, and they all want to have a meal. They all want to see their loved ones. And that really helps you to say, okay, I can hang here because I know I'm being understood so right Mm -hmm. yes that's that's a really good thing to do it's like i'm not isolated i am together with these people having this experience
0: absolutely and then mm -hmm. yeah just the idea that the buddhists are believing that we are all suffering in our own ways and so Mm -hmm. can we extend like you said if it's whether it's we're in traffic or other things just extending that grace to others and realizing yeah like you said we're all in the same situation Mm -hmm. together and it's not just yeah. a slogan; it's a real yes. reality.
1: <laughs> so we're gonna so. have to start creating these bumper stickers with all these these cool things that we talk about, and like, oh yeah, that was something that really <laughs> that needs to be on somebody's yeah, bumper. Feeling really our T-shirts and stickers, and <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. Yes, this so. will really help you out. Hang in there, baby. The poster still works. Yeah, hang in there. With the yeah. <laughs> I love a it. Kitten on their own. Yeah, I'm a 70s. I crab. did
0: see baby Koa, the puppy, walking by in the background. Yes. Um, like,
1: oh. He's behind me.
0: We are a very pet friendly show. As I know you. Yeah. Are. He came we up. Love pets. He,
1: he brought me a squeaky toy four minutes before I was supposed to go. <laughs> oh, good. So
0: if you feel like you just have the urge to squeak yeah. something, you know, you'll be a, you'll be prepared. Yeah.
1: So I honked <laughs> it a little bit and then I went and got him a Kong full of peanut butter and said, Go uh, over there and do that geez. thing for a while. And so he got his little goodie and now he's having a nap. So,
0: Oh, okay. That's very cute. <laughs> very, very cute. So yeah. what are some of the um, releases you're looking forward to as we move through beyond the one you mentioned into the spring and mm-hmm.
1: summer? Yep. Well, we Let's see the ones that relate actually to your show. uh, Actually, I'm going to mention something that everybody's excited about. It's not related to your show, but you might want to talk to her. It's um, the Baba Yaga book of witchcraft from Madame Pamita. I'll send you a copy. Madame Pamita, yes. (laughs) Yes. But it goes through the whole history and all of that. And so I'm sure there's healing techniques within the book. So I'm sure that we can get you going with that. But we've had a phenomenal response. To it because there's everybody has a you know the lady who lives in the in the house with the chicken feet you know it's like it's very it's yes. like kind of like like a you know a fairy tale that perpetuates yeah
0: <clears throat> wow she's got some
1: fascinating stuff so yeah we will definitely look forward to that yeah is that let's see the courageous path to healing um Jennifer create list talks about her her journey through um, you know body dysmorphia and then also body acceptance so you know her you know battle with anorexia and and um and what came out of that you know to move into the um yoga and body acceptance movement so
0: it's so that's, amazing and empowering
1: and yeah very yeah. timely We have another book that's coming out, and this one's fascinating. I'm having a I'm having a talk with the author later today. Um, It's called "The Beauty Witch's Secrets," and what it has (laughs) um, is talking about empowering yourself and just like really fun ways where um, you can learn to to really like and then love yourself and enjoy things. And you know, it's okay to buy scented candles. It's okay to buy a pricey little hand cream because it brings you that joy and helps to support you <laughs> during the, during Good. the day, during those rough days, for sure. Um, the burnout antidote, you know, when I first saw this one coming in, I said, don't we all want a copy of that? Yes. <laughs> Cause it's really, yeah, it's really something else. But she has, um, she was endorsed by Deepak Chopra who has seen her work over the years and She's been surrounded by some really great people who her whole thing is that really it's like it's important for us to, you know, take the time to support ourselves and recognize that we do need that support. And finding it around us and within ourselves and different techniques for doing that, so that's a really, really wonderful thing that she's doing there so. Um, that's definitely needed by just about anybody
0: i would say <laughs> yes we all, all the, do yeah antidote. we all need that absolutely mm-hmm.
1: let's see the energy to heal is um from lauren walker and she is has created her own version of energy healing through yoga and she's taught it at several different places that now offer it so that's fascinating in itself is taking again it's like like a practice and then adding on to it an additional benefit.
0: Awesome. Awesome.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So awesome. Let's see. I'm, I'm kind of like looking at looking at our list here and just saying, you know, it's it's funny talking about your um, you know, journey journeying to the past and uncovering past lives is that I see a trend also for, um, we have secret texts of Hellenic polytheanism. We have book, people writing books on Greek gods and goddesses. And so there's kind of like this thing where we're going back to the past, finding that good, that gold and just bringing it back and saying, here, I wanna share this gold with you from what I've discovered in these past lives. And we've all think, I think all, most of us in school or whatever, um, have read the, you know, Greek and Roman mythology and all that. But I also wonder, like, how, you know, I think that mythology uh, comes from a story, you know, a story of someone who was heroic or inspirational, that kind of thing. And if you have enough people believe in it, that that thing can become real. So belief systems and all that. So it's very interesting that we're coming up with it now. There's like a whole group of books that are being created over in the next few seasons that address that so it's very interesting that we're having the the ancient divine come to us and come to our authors in several different ways
0: yeah i agree i think that when you're speaking about mythology and you know mm-hmm. like the joseph campbell the hero's journey i think you know a lot of those mythological um beings came out of some troubling times into something better and maybe there's something redemptive in that that people really reach out to I know like with Marvel Studios and all the movies Mm. they make you know there's certain time periods in history where people really resonate to superheroes and things not that somebody's going to come in and swoop (laughs) up and save everyone but that you know these were real people who had to do extraordinary things in difficult times, and then they prevail. I, th- I think that is, you're right, This it's a story that everybody certainly needs to hear, maybe at this time in particular, so mm-hmm. to give us hope and strength and things like that, so that's a really good point.
1: Yep. It's going to be interesting. Uh, yeah, and I find that it's, you know, part of it is is that these are authors who are out again in their communities, and they hear what people are looking for. It's like, I'd right. sure like to see this, I'd sure like to see this particular topic addressed, you know, maybe a little differently, that kind of thing. So um, I'm glad that we're back to going to conferences. I just was at one this last weekend um, called um, Paganicon that's over here in the Twin Cities area. And so it probably has an attendance of about 800, you know, probably more, you know, when we're just coming out of pandemic, they were shut down for a couple of years. and so we went over and did a hospitality room and that kind of thing and and talked with people. and I think that you know we're all seeing it. It's like people, I'm here with people, even if we're all wearing masks and all that it's like we're together. We're together in person. so that really made a huge difference. And so I had an opportunity to talk with Jason Mankey and Lilith Dorsey. Lilith Dorsey actually has done a lot of different things. Her book with us, Water Magic, um, you know, just really completes our element series on particular elements in magic. But she also goes on to, you know, work, she's worked in film, you know, talking about voodoo and other things from that. And so her book Water Magic touches upon the goddesses like Oshun, you know, those involved with water and, you know, how can we can empower ourselves just by being in the water? Absolutely. (laughs) Yeah. So we definitely have to get talk to Lilith. She's fascinating.
0: Yeah. She sounds amazing. Yeah. And do them all. Yeah. Um, you're right about getting out in public. I'm going to go to a show this weekend in the Dallas mm-hmm. area. And I think people are just sick of being cooped up. Everybody just wants to get together and it is a blessing. And so mm-hmm. we'll just look forward to more of that in the future. And when we do all really, really open up to getting out there, yeah. hopefully
1: we'll all, you know, never take that for granted again. <laughs> Let's just- yeah. And I, I just, I just um, made an appointment for my fourth covid shot they do have the the booster the booster booster available now and so i just you know checked in for that because i take a medication that kind of lowers my immunity a little bit so i get to i get to go in first i guess but um people talk about it could be with us you know on a certain level for a long time but what i would encourage people to think about is you know let's do the good things the careful things early on and just continue with that until it really shows that we're ready to do more you know right I'm willing to wear a mask any any old wear as long as i can be with people right <laughs> you know so it's like i think that i'm a hugger now i wasn't sure in the past but i'm definitely a hugger now <laughs>
0: yeah i guess there it is it'll turn people into a hugger
1: yeah yeah let's hug till it's weird um yeah exactly (laughs) Exactly. i hear you yeah
0: and yeah we're not there yet um i think more and more of us now have had a more direct impact where we do know people who have passed from this or we know people who know people and it's it's gotten a lot more personal Mm -hmm. and it's still unfortunately a situation
1: yeah there's another thing I probably should mention too. We have a book coming out in June, so this summer called queer Kabbalah and so there's a lot of books there are some books um I'll go back and talk about another one too that that address that there's not just you know the male and female polarity involved in magical practice that there's more room for interpretation within those structures and so Queer Kabbalah is um, written by a queer um, person named Enfys. Um And it's funny because with Kabbalah in the Jewish tradition, you have to be a certain age before you can, and married, I think they're like 40 and married, before they can study, you know, more deeply into the practice. And with Kabbalah, there's the Jewish Kabbalah, you know, begins with a K, The magical Kabbalah begins with a Q, and Christian Kabbalah that begins with a C, and so you'll see all of those different categories addressed, you know, in there, but basically it's, it's another place where there's more room at the table for, you know, those those hard definitions of male and female. There's a lot of room around that. Um, we also have another book that's that's coming out in May called The Sater's Kiss, and it specifically speaks to the gay, ma- gay male experience in magic. Because um, when Christopher Penzack wrote his book, you know, Queer Magic, you know, years and years ago, um, it was kind of okay, a groundbreaker, really you know, in that category, because it's just like, these are the male and female roles, but that's just not the case. And so Stater's Kiss gives an opportunity for people who maybe didn't know that being a gay person, you know, you could, you know, do these rituals, do these ceremonies and such, and not have the constriction of being a certain sex. And so, you know, with looking at At Kabbalah, queer Kabbalah is something that's just completely out of the box where it it opens up the script to other iterations of gender feeling, really, you know, their own gender view and identity um, and being able to do these magical practices. There's another book I'm representing in the fall um, that's called Sacred Gender, and it goes a little, you know, not specific to Kabbalah but in how you can express yourself in many different ways, many different identities and be honored and have those, those connections with the divine regardless. So it's, it's opening doors for people who didn't know that there were doors. So that's gonna be a really good one too. Absolutely. Mm-hmm.
0: Wow, lots of interesting things to look yes. forward to.
1: <laughs> we're cooking over here at Llewellyn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah
0: you certainly are Yep. well Kat you are a joy and um we'll definitely have you back for more later oh my gosh so, <laughs> and I'm not going to get to go um this summer I think they're going to do the the big festival in Denver but I'm teaching a class so I won't be there but I one remember. of these days we will meet in person I'm sure yeah. so
1: and well, I will look yeah. forward to it um well actually you can come the following year I think that yes attendance will be more and you'll have you'll have more books i'm sure by then so i will i'll have a
0: couple more (laughs) at
1: least so that sounds great yes yes all right
0: well we're wishing you and everybody at llewellyn um many blessings and i'm just so happy to have you as my publisher and as my publicist it's been such a joy so far and i'm just looking forward to many many more years of fun and adventures with all of you
1: yeah thank you thank you we appreciate you
0: yeah i appreciate all of you so much friends, of course, you need to go to Llewellyn Worldwide. I will have the links and I'll put some of the links to some of the other books that we've talked about. And of course, you know that a lot of these authors are on Healing Arts Podcast. So keep watching and we will invite them all here when we can. So until next time, I'll see you next time on Healing Arts and take care.